Welcome to Write Stuff Radio, where we showcase Christian authors worldwide. Each week, join me for a new author and a great new book to add to your library. Welcome to this special edition of The Right Stuff. Today we are celebrating nine years. I can't believe it has been nine years I have been showcasing Christian authors worldwide. First of all, I want to give God praise because I did not have to do this. He is the one who gave me the assignment because he trusted me, and I am so thankful that he trusted me to do it. Nine years showcasing Christian authors. That means I've had almost a thousand interviews. I've read hundreds of books and made lots of lovely connections with authors all over the world, from England to Canada, from Detroit to the Coconuts. We have been showcasing Christian authors of various genres, of various levels of success, from newbie authors to USA Today bestselling authors and New York Times bestselling authors, from authors who write in a niche market to authors who write for the general market, We have been showcasing them all. When I first started the show, there weren't a lot of shows that were solely dedicated to Christian creatives, much less Christian authors. And now over time, I've seen other podcasts and other platforms give way to Christian creatives. And I'm glad I was one of the few in the beginning who allowed that to be possible. Now, I want to bring on my guest co-host today. Her name is Rachel Rosano. And if you've been following the show, you know that Rachel was the first guest I had on my show back in 2013, and I want to bring her on right now. Rachel, how are you doing today? I am doing very well, thank you. And I'm so glad you are here with me today. Can you believe that nine years ago, me and you met? It's amazing. It's mind-boggling that so much time has passed because it seems like it's just been like a few years, not nine Yeah, it doesn't seem as if a few years ago you had a couple of books out there, and now you have a plethora of books out there. Same thing for me. And you're like, huh, that was nine years ago? (laughs) It's like we have a time, instead of a time travel machine, we have a time accelerator machine, right? (laughs) That things keep going faster and faster because it doesn't feel like it. I've really enjoyed our partnership as fellow authors, as fellow believers in Christ and as creators in the Christian community. And now we're going to be talking about that today because as we celebrate nine years, we want to celebrate freedom of writing. We want to celebrate Christian authors and we want to celebrate the fact that we can co-create with God as Alan Arnold terms it. But before I do that, I always want to let people know who you are and remind them of your works and what you do. So go ahead, tell the people about yourself. I write mainly uh, non-magical, medieval fantasy romance, clean stuff, under my first name, Rachel Rosano. And I also have a pen name that I just started, Alyssa Ray, who writes about elves and gargoyles and more like classical fantasy novellas. I might eventually branch out into full-length novels, but right now it's a whole bunch of novellas. So lots of fun. 
I got to ask you, what made you want to start writing some for the more fantastical market? I have always enjoyed reading it. I have never ventured into actually writing it. And I got a whole bunch of new ideas, maybe about, a, I think it was last summer, and they really caught hold in my brain. And I was very excited about them. And I ran them by a couple different people. And I talked it over with my husband. And we all, we all thought, this is a great idea. And my best, one of my best writing friends was like, oh, yes, you got to do this. So, so I figured in order not to confuse my brand, I figured I should start a pen name. So if you like my work under Rachel Rosano and like more fantastical stuff, you can read both. But if you don't really like more fantastical stuff, you can just stick with Rachel Rosano. I'm still publishing books under that name. And still, I'm actually writing the next Once Upon a Duchy under my original name. I'm excited for you. That's great news. So we're going to have you on the show later on so we can help you broadcast this new pen name. I know when I started to branch out in writing general historical romance, there may have been some confusion because I usually write sweet and clean, but there's a little spice in it. But I was really leery of trying to hide that because there's nothing to hide about it. So I kept mine under my Parker J. Cole name. But I am starting a pen name in honor of my granny called Parker Payne. And I'm going to be developing all of my speculative fiction under that particular name because granny liked, as you know, sci-fi things of that nature. So I just started, I got the first cover out there, got the first book out there. I'm working on that now. Really excited for where that's going to go. I'm not as concerned about the romantic element as far as the adventure of the speculative fiction. And that brings me to my point about Christians who create, having that freedom to create worlds. And we are only doing the communicable attributes that God gives us, which is the ability to create. Now, we can't create soul worlds out of the universe like the Lord can, but with the written word, with our ink, we can create characters, worlds, scenarios, various plot devices, and all sorts of things with just the written word. When we talk about the word, why do you think the Lord finds the written word something to love and something to embrace? Well, I think back to creation, and when he created the world, he spoke it into existence. So he used the words to do so. And when he, um, in the beginning of John, he called the, his son the word. And he has also revealed himself through the Bible, which is also through words. So I think they're a very powerful tool that he uses and he is teaching us how to use. Another interesting aspect of this conversation is the way the Lord always tells us to write it upon our hearts. And what we tend to remember are things that are written on our hearts. That means not just we hear and it goes out of our ears. We, matter of fact, we implant it into ourselves. I know there are stories that you remember reading when you were a little girl. And we know how powerful the word is because we have three generations affected by Christian authors such as C.S. Lewis as well as J.R.R. Toykin, which are highly fantastical books and novels and things of that nature that have impacted a generation. We can see that with more current authors too. J.K. Rowling, which affected a huge generation. Romance in the romance world. I'm not saying it's good romance, but with Fifty Shades of Grey, that affected a generation. With Twilight, that affected a generation. I mean, I didn't, I hated them both, but <laughs> I didn't read Fifty Shades of Grey, but I only read the first Twilight. And 
we see just how powerful words are. So when the Lord says in the Bible, write upon your heart, he, even, he knows just how powerful words are. When you train up your children in his statutes and commandments, when you train up others in that way, they're hidden and written on our hearts. They affect us. So that's why I want to talk about how we have freedom in words, but we also have power in words. And I don't want to go into like a mystical thing about power where you speak and all of a sudden a million dollars show up. If it does happen, then I want to borrow some money, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Let me borrow some money from you. But with the right stuff, Rachel, we have showcased so many authors who write across so many genres and have embraced that freedom of creativity that is seen in the natural world. Why do you think having a show like Right Stuff is so important for Christian creatives in particular? Because in general, we tend to be sidelined or demoted because we are perceived as being too formulaic or not really wanting to write about important things to the world. And so it's very important to have a platform to talk about our work because it's very hard to find a good platform to talk about it and share about it to an audience who's looking for exactly what we're writing. Exactly. And I agree with you there. And I'm so blessed that I do have such a wide palette because I've read some great books, even in genres I wouldn't necessarily pick up. For example, I wouldn't pick up a steampunk book, but I've had several authors on the show who write steampunk, and those books have been enjoyable to read. Now, that's the nice part about that is that you have this freedom and creativity to create really interesting worlds from various genres, and you can use it in a Christian mindset or a Christian framework. You can use it that way. When you and I first did our show, I think we both were terrified, I would say. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of nerves. <laughs> oh, a lot of nerves. And we were live back then. I've been pre-recording now, but we were live back then. And we had people call in, ask questions, and we engaged the audience. And apparently that was the first time on that particular network, I had about 800 listeners because <laughs> I was with a different network at the time. So you got listened to about 800 people. Uh, <laughs> but we were a new show. They didn't really get what we were talking about. They just kind of heard the topic. And now here we are. We've gotten better at writing. We've gotten better at depending more on the Lord for this thing called life. And guess what? It creates wonderful stories. Another aspect I want you to talk about is when our writing becomes healing. And we've had Christian authors on this show who have used writing to heal. Tell us about that. Um, I think writing, because it's such a reflective process, that it causes us to reflect on our own experiences and draw from our own experiences. And just the process of writing about them helps us process them ourselves and to heal from them, to come to terms with them and come to a conclusion because our characters are doing exactly that on the page. And I think that whole process is helpful for the healing process and the accepting of this happened and it's okay to feel this way about it. And how am I going to keep living with this? In your book, Duty, which is the first book that we showcased on the show, what were some of the healing themes that your character experienced that may have come from real-life inspiration? The willingness to reopen yourself after you've been hurt, like open yourself to other possibilities, to um, learn to trust somebody when you've been hurt multiple times, especially if you had just been hurt by somebody else. It's hard to trust and making an intentional effort to do so 
done that more than once. And the Lord almost always like blesses those situations because you're working hard to heal and he protects us as we're trying to heal frequently. And that's one of the unique aspects of Christian writers and Christian fiction is showing the healing process because God's aware of the healing process just as we are. And I can't help but talk about the woman all the time. When my grandmother passed away, I can remember having dark moments and dark thoughts because I was angry with the Lord for taking my grandma. She was 90 years old. She wanted to be 100. Why did you take her? But over time, I have learned to be grateful for what he gave me. Be grateful that I had her as long as I did. And I'll never forget, Rachel, when someone came to me and said, most people don't have their grandparents for all of their life like you did. And I thought about that. And that's when some of my resentment left away. So what I did to kind of put my thoughts into perspective and to release myself of that bitterness that I couldn't help but have, because again, they said, grieving as part of the grieving process, I wrote. (laughs) I wrote my last release that came out in May. And even though she deals, my main character deals with grief where her second mother passes away, at the end, she holds on to the fact that she had her and had her as long as as she did. So that was my way of sifting through my emotions. And as Christian creatives, sometimes we use different genres to do that. And on this show, we highlight those genres. I remember last year when we had our celebration show, one of the things you said is that with this show, you get something different all the time because Christians come from all different walks of life. They come from a medical background. They come from a audiovisual background. They come from a political. They come from government. They come from financial. It doesn't matter. But all of their experiences color writing and we have the opportunity to showcase them wouldn't you say yes yes and it it helps us to understand others very much because we get exposed to how other people think and other people's experiences and how their experiences have changed them so it helps us to understand other people more and be able to put ourselves in their perspective the other side of the coin when we talk about the various genres that we showcase here is the fact that there have been some Christians who want to write in a more, let's say, darker genre, and they think they won't be accepted. And then they're told by their people who aren't, who aren't Christian writers, who aren't understanding the process of creativity, how you can use various genres in a godly manner. They come on this show and they have an advocate. I can remember, and I know you don't like dark fiction, Rachel. I know you don't like it. But I can remember when I had a gentleman who wrote horror and his horror story was actually very, very good. But he was like, there are people who didn't understand that it was Christian horror or horror with Christian elements. They just couldn't get past that. And that's why I like doing this show is showing the diversity we can have in Christian fiction. What would you say to that? I think that's really a good thing because we all come from a different place in a different environment and a different background. So we're going to all come to things with a different expectations. And I think it's very good that you can explore Christ and Christian elements in all kinds of genres. That's the biggest thing, particularly, like I said, I'm not really into steampunk, but every time I get a person on this show who writes steampunk, I enjoy the book. I really do have a good time. I may not understand all the mechanical gizmos because that type of thing 
way beyond me. All I can do is screw in the nail. That's it. There's nothing else I can do (laughs) besides that. But at the same time, we get that freedom in Christian fiction. And I love being host to that, showing people that Christian fiction isn't what you think it is. And not every Christian always has a salvation message in the story. Some Christian fiction authors choose to do it subtly. They want to show a subtleness to their writing. So you may have an author like you, you may do non-magical, fantastical world, but there's always that Christian element under it. It may not be overt, but it's, it's underneath that. And then there are some that do more overtly Christian fiction. It doesn't matter. And to talk about nonfiction, too, I don't want to leave my nonfiction writers out there. They get a chance to share their messages that they receive from the Lord, whether it's through memoir, whether it's through a Bible study, whether it's through a devotion, poetry. They get a chance to share their words. So we want to let people know that when guests come onto the right stuff, they are being given the opportunity and the freedom to share with the world their Christian elements, their Christian fiction and Christian nonfiction. However, we do have standards, and I want to use this time because over the years, we've gotten some guests that may have slipped through the cracks. We do want to make sure that we have a word, a statement of faith. This is something I recently implemented as a statement of faith because I don't want to waste anyone else's time either. You know what I mean, Rachel? So we do have a biblically-based statement of faith. And with that statement of faith, I'm very okay with you coming from different denominations, but if you do not believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that you are saved by grace alone, and that He is risen, He is the triune God, He is the Son of God, then to be honest with you, this is not the show for you. <laughs> so and we have to put that in there because there are some people who think they're Christian authors, but they don't have a biblical view of Christianity. They have some other view of Christianity. And they may write clean, and there's nothing wrong with writing clean. I have to make sure that people know that this is a show that has a very, I have a broad statement of faith. I got it from the Christian Apologetics Alignment uh, Alliance, but they need to know, I don't want to promote books that do not hire with the writer that does not believe that Jesus Christ is not the son of God. It's not fair to my listeners, nor is it fair to you because you need to be on a platform that can have that openness to what you're writing that this platform simply can't. Do you think there's a problem with having that type of boundary? I don't because I think it helps both the listeners and the guests to know what to expect when you're on the show and what to expect when you're listening to the show. And having that uh, accurate expectation helps everybody. I agree with you, too. And I wanted to use this opportunity to let people and future guests know that you have to, starting going forward from here, I'm going to have an application process. And that's going to help you and me determine if you are a fit for this show. I get a lot of requests, Rachel, for people to be on my show. And I am so thankful for that. But I don't want to waste their time. I just don't. And I don't want to have someone contact me later and say, hey, did you know that so-and-so was this particular whatever it could be? I don't know that. I recently had an author come on who wanted to be on the show, and they have fallen away from the faith. And so I prayed for them but they still wanted to come onto the show. And I had to be very honest with them and say, you can't because we showcase Christian authors who are biblically sound. And I won't say firm in their faith, but they're holding on with as much as they possibly can, you know, and it would be wrong of me to have someone who doesn't believe that Jesus Christ is God anymore on the show as someone who does. That's just not fair to them because my listeners want to support authors who are, 
I'm not saying they have to be squeaky clean. I'm not saying they have to have this righteous life. I'm not saying that, but I am saying we at least have to be in the middle, and the middle is God's word. <laughs> That's what we have to be at. So to bring it out there, I usually don't do this type of thing, Rachel. But like you said, it's important so the guests can be informed and make the appropriate decision, and the listener can be informed to get what they can expect from that. Now, the other thing is that I love having repeat guests. You've been on the show now at least nine times. It's been more, but at least nine times. <laughs> and you know I'm always open to have you on the show. That's one of the strengths of the right stuff is that we're here to firm up relationships. We're not here just for the one-off. We're here to grow with you as a writer. What advantage as a guest do you see that as? Um, I see it as you're growing as in a relationship with individual authors. And that also means that I don't just come on as a one-time, like I have a new release and, hey, this is, this is me, here's my new book. Instead, you come back, I come back and I get to say again and again, I'm still writing. I still have books coming out. And the two of us have talked on and off the show. And we have a relationship and we've talked about things that are not just writing. And I think that's a joy. That's a beautiful thing when you find two authors or more authors getting together and talking. Because it's a very solitary endeavor, writing. Because <laughs> we, we spend so much time on our own. We are so alone. Okay. And you're trying to come up with an idea and you're staring at that wall. But I like to let people know that there is community in writing, particularly in Christian fiction, there's community there. And for me, there are some people who have stronger convictions about what makes Christian fiction. And there are those who have a more liberal view of that. But that's why I mentioned about where we meet in the middle, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who came to save our sins and who also died and rose again on the third day. That's where we meet at. That's the meeting point there. And that's what's important. And so what I try to do over the years, Rachel, I feel as I'm a Christian diplomat because you have all these various convictions about Christian fiction and what should be included, what shouldn't be included. And here I am saying, look, I'm going to showcase your work. I'm going to showcase it. And our listeners are going to know that your work is out there. And I think that's important. We recently had a show where we talked about, and this was the Parker J. Cole show, but it still has a lot of Christian authors there. We talked about psychedelic seduction. And as of right now, Rachel, it's in one of my top shows for the year because we were talking about Christians who get involved in psychedelics, trying to chase after an experience with the divine, as opposed to cementing and flourishing a relationship with God, our father. And the problems with that. And that's the type of diversity that we have on this show is that we have Christians who may be writing nonfiction, reaching out to a need in Christian living, and then we can flip it the next week and talk about elves and dragons. Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be talking about elves and dragons pretty soon with, uh, well, elves and fairies rather, with Rachel pretty soon. So stay tuned for that show. And that's what I like about the show. I love how eclectic it is. And Literally every book I've read on the show, I haven't hated. I really have enjoyed it. And some people may say, oh, you're just saying that. I'm not just saying that. If I did not like your book, you know what I would say? That was, it's wonderful that you've written a book. That's what yeah. I would say. <laughs> That's an accomplishment. Just that by is itself. an accomplishment. <laughs> and I like the fact that I have such great writers and I do have that, that continuity, that relationship, that community there. 
the next thing I want to talk about with regards to the right stuff is we've changed our format a bit. So we used to do right stuff broadcast live and we talked for about an hour. Now we're condensing our shows to 30 minutes. And Rachel, just for yourself, as you listen to a 30-minute show, what are some advantages to that as opposed to having it live and for a full hour? Well, the 30-minute show is definitely an advantage for me. I'm a very busy mom. I have a 14-year-old and two 12-year-olds, and and I'm homeschooling, so life is chaotic. And I don't have an hour to sit down and listen to a whole show. So being able to listen to it a half hour or even in smaller segments is actually very advantageous for me. And it lets our listeners know, hey, they can get a whole chunk done sooner. So I really uh, brought the show back from what it was. Even a year ago, I used to do an hour because I did it live. And to be quite frank, Rachel, I will always prefer live broadcasting because I don't have to record and edit it. But I want to thank my podcast editor, James, for being with me and helping me through this transition. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of learning. And I've learned to make sure that the author is central to the conversation. In some podcasts, and I've heard them, they want to make it about the host and about the platform. But for right stuff, it really is about the author. And I always tell you this, Rachel, I don't take it lightly when our authors come on. You know what I mean? They could be anywhere else, but they chose to spend their time here. Yeah, very special. Yeah. And I like the fact that we have repeat authors. I like the fact I get to listen to your books over and over again. Some authors have been on here seven times because they write fast. <laughs> so they That's contact great. and they're here. And then some authors, they may write one every couple of years. It doesn't matter. I just want to be a part of that process. So that's the right stuff. And so those are some of the changes I want to let our listeners know. Our format has changed. We're now pre-recording and we're 30 minutes to no more than about 45 minutes now, unless we have a really interesting topic. I should say interesting topic. Unless we have a really invigorating topic. And then we are broadcasting on different platforms now. So you can follow PJC Media on podcast platforms everywhere. And we've also expanded our network, too. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes, Rachel. And I'm so glad for nine years the Lord has given me this vision. And last year when I thought I couldn't do it, he let me know this is the assignment I have for you. And so in the few moments we have left, Rachel, what are some other encouraging words you can give to potential guests on our show about considering being a guest on The Right Stuff? You should definitely do it. It's a great platform and a great host. It's always a joy to be on, and I always enjoy the experience. And I have seen a response from readers and people trying out my books every time I've come on. And I really, it's just a joy. And it's great to talk about things that both the host and you agree on, which I really appreciate. Yeah, no debates here. I had one Christian author friend wanted to debate me on a particular subject. And I basically told them, I don't debate. I think there is a place for that, but it's not the right stuff. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily on this show. That's not what this show is about. <laughs> no, it's about showcasing the author. I love talking to the authors, reading their book. And it's really cool just as a host to see authors who first started on the show with one book, and now they have seven. Now they have 10. Maybe they have another book. Some authors have gone on to have movie contracts. Some of their books have been optioned for movies. Others have just expanded their backlist. Some have USA Today bestselling authors behind their names now. A few have become bigger places of influence. Just so many things happen with doing the right stuff. And I get a chance to be a part of it. 
And I can say, do you remember when? And for our listeners out there, I remember when I first started this show back in 2013. It was July 2nd. And I remember when I was scared and terrified, but I kept going. I remember when only me and the Lord was here doing the show. And now there are hundreds who listen to us all the time. We recently expanded into India and our listenership in India is growing because of this show. So I'm looking forward to hopefully within the next year, introducing you to more Indian Christian authors who are on this show, or even just authors from India who are interested in what we're doing. So for my Indian listeners out there, if you want to connect, we will make it happen. You know, Rachel, in the few moments we have left, go ahead and just encourage our authors out there whom God has given the gift to write to pick up the pen and do so. Yes, definitely pick up the pen. Definitely explore those directions that the Lord is leading you to explore. Do it with boldness and humility. It's hard to have both, but it's possible. And um, yeah, if the Lord's calling you to write, write, because he will bless obedience. And he will bless what you are trying to do in his name. Go for it. Rachel, thank you again for being with me to celebrate nine years of being the host of Right Stuff. And we'll be talking again real soon as we help showcase your new pen name soon. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with me today. It's a pleasure. And we were talking to Rachel Asano, who was the very first guest I had on the show when I started nine years ago. And as I look back over through the years, I can't believe it's been nine years. So many of you have helped keep this show alive by being guests on the show, by being faithful listeners and supporters. I really could not do it without you. In particular, I want to thank my agent, Vanessa Grasset, for giving me the idea of this show nine years ago and for the Lord using her and some other events to bring the show into fruition. I could not have done it by alone, and I could not have done it this long without your support. We showcase Christian authors worldwide from over a wide range of genres. And if you want to be on the show, let me know. Contact me via email at writestuffradio at gmail.com, and we'll see what we can do. Thank you for those who have been listening for nine years for being there, to the office who support me as a host and who support the show. Thank you for everything. Now, this is my favorite thing I love to say. You have a wonderful absolutely glorious blessed day. God bless.